Hello. It's Nia and Trent from the Trident Network's Tournament Podcast. We just wanted to pop in and tell you about the Tourney Pod, where each week we pit different pieces of pop culture against each other in a March Madness-style tournament. We try to cover everything, from movies to TV shows to music to random stuff, like our hotly contested best pasta shape bracket. You can listen to the Tournament Podcast and all other Trident Network shows wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you'll become an attorney at Pod soon enough, and remember, may, may the, the thing with, with the, the most votes win. Welcome back to Disney Adult, the podcast where Chicago comedians review and discuss Disney movies from the perspective of adults. This week, I am joined by two of my favorite people in the entire world. We are best friends. We have been improvising together for years. It is John Randall and Cole Schlesinger, whose last name I never say out loud, and now I am very self-conscious that I have gotten it wrong after being great friends for six years or whatever. Um, However, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I don't think I've ever said John Randall's name without including both his first and last name. Uh, Outside of sharing an improv team with these two, these two little babies are a comedy duo of their own right, and I like to consider myself both of their seven-year itches. Um, And we'll be getting into, really into, the OG Disney boy band looking ass heartthrob Aladdin of Agrabah. So let me shut the hell up so we can get into this. Without further ado, it stops. Um, so did you guys watch this movie as a kid? Um, yes. I didn't remember it. I when I started watching it, and this happens with a lot of movies, I think I just don't have a good attention span, but I was all the songs came back. All the scenes came back. So I did watch it, but I didn't remember. I was like, it was like yeah. watching this movie backwards. Cause I like, oh, what happens? Like, yes. But I didn't see it coming. Yeah. I like, I specifically has to ask, I have to ask for John, who notoriously has never seen anything. And I truly do believe you are Nell from the movie Nell and you were raised in the woods without <laughs> any. Nell? I haven't seen Nell. Haven't exactly. Seen. <laughs> That's my point. Is and Nell I love is that a reference because of course it was going to be lost in John. <laughs> yeah, well, a million percent. Because John, uh, so essentially Nell is a woman. It's been so long since I've seen the movie, but essentially she lives in the forest and she's completely removed from society. Jodie Foster, right? Jodie oh, Foster. No, 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 no. Yeah, Disney's Nell. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so how about you, Cole? Did you watch this when you were a kid? Yes. Um, this was probably the movie, the Disney movie I watched. No, I wouldn't say the mo- the second most. Uh, and I remember having the VHS. I don't remember seeing it in theaters because I think I might have been too young. I was like probably. Yeah. Uh, but I, ha- I remember, I specifically remember the white plastic VHS. And the blue, I could, I could from memory sketch the cover of that i could draw it you would yeah I, i'm a terrible drawer so you wouldn't oh, we would know we would get it <laughs> we'd get what's going on um john what was your favorite what was your go-to as a kid movie well i was gonna say real quick i remember i played the aladdin video game a lot I think, yeah. the aladdin video game the aladdin and the lion king video games he, he were right the carpet that was uh, so good was, yeah yeah I mean, i'm sure they make games like that now but i feel like it was 
kind of like that simple just so i mean the lion king was so fun too i remember yeah they just re-released them onto like like whatever app store your oh really thing is disney vault and they were fucking hard yes they were difficult like can't get past level two difficult yeah I feel like video games used to be built that way. It used to be built with like, this is supposed to entertain people for hours. So we're going to make it very, very difficult and you can't save. So you have to start from the beginning every fucking time. <laughs> I have no, yeah. I could not now. I have no patience. Yeah. 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 I don't play campaign games. Just... No. Or if I do, I need to be able to say, what am I going to start from the beginning? What the <laughs> fuck? Um, but yeah, so, I, I watched Fox and the Hound is my big. That's oh, Andy's big Andy. thing. I, really sad movies i like i was always drawn towards the, the tear jerkers yeah that is so on brand for you yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> yeah fucking downer over here bringing up the <laughs> fucking fuck dogs dying and shit. <laughs> so did you when you rewatched have you rewatched this as an adult since you watched it as a kid fox and the hound yeah. No, Aladdin, the one we're here to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched Aladdin. John, you try to hijack this and just become a fox in the hound. Do you want it to be a fox in the hound? Because it can be fox in the hound. I got great fox in the hound bits. I'm going to get them on a podcast. So. <laughs> no, I watched Give Aladdin us a taste. Give us a taste of one of the bits. Yeah, one of, your, the hound? Okay. one of your amazing fox, your show-stopping fox in the hound bits. When, by the way, if anybody's listening to this, we can't, we can't stress how funny this bit is going to be. Yeah. I can't set the bar higher. I also like that Devin is so uh, unsure about his podcast that he says, if anyone's listening to this. No, yeah, nobody's listening to this. Our, our, goal, is to, um, uh, our goal is to get one person to tune in and just so we can say that there was a point to do it. Yes. And they don't live? even have to sit through the whole thing. Aren't we live right now? Yeah. We're so recording. People are listening? <laughs> yeah, we're live. If you if you actually open up your blinds, we're being broadcast in Times Square. <laughs> we're on one of the billboards. Ooh, we're right next to the York. old Navy billboard. <laughs> John, the, one of the um, people in this meeting didn't know the uh, passcode. So, no, we're not live. <laughs> <laughs> the IT guy, especially, should know that. Should know the password. <laughs> You know, I probably could have gotten it in one guess too. <laughs> yeah, Disney. <laughs> it was. I couldn't have made it easier. <laughs> so let's pull up the plot, and we'll start reading through. And then um, one thing we always say on this podcast is that this plot is. I'm reading it directly from Wikipedia. So if there's anything that's wrong, um, that's not. I didn't do it. Uh, Wait. So did you end up watching the movie? I did watch the movie. So I watched, and I've seen this before. We watched this high during quarantine at some point. Um, but then I, this morning, and for full disclosure, this morning I was at the gym. It was, it is 11. He's bringing it up. <laughs> Nobody has complimented me on it. You um, look great. You're wearing, you're, glowing. I, you're wearing a, uh, I don't know what it's called. A, a sack. Uh, a sack. A sack? A big sack. It's a potato sack. It's, um, <laughs> but I was at the gym earlier today. I was at the gym. It's, it's 11.30 now. I was at the gym at 9.30. And I was on the treadmill. And one, I, I have been going to the gym for four months. I am never not paying, and five days a week, like decent amount, oh, wow. three to five days a week. I am never not aware that I am fully at the gym and how horrible it is. I don't oh, know. People yes. talk about like, um, what is it called? Those endorphins or the those chemicals that like make you feel good at the gym. But that's those after. don't. Isn't it after they come in? They don't work oh. at any point. And I, I hate going to it. I hate being there. I, when I get home, I hate that I wasted my time there. It's purely for vanity and the fact that my knees are barely holding me up anymore. But um, Have you been when, stoned? Hmm? 
Have you done it stoned? Have you I can't. Music? I could not even imagine going stoned. Yeah, because then you feel like each muscle ripping even more, and it's like, oh, it's been a minute <gasps> treadmill, and I have thirty minutes more. I also sweat like a beast. Like <laughs> within five minutes, I take two. So because I started going back before everything was really opened, and before I had my vaccines, I, I would go with. I would take two towels. I would spray off the machine before I would start. And then I would put that one over on the side. And then the second one I would use to mop myself off as I'm on the treadmill or, or the elliptical for an hour and a half. And then use the other one. No, just an hour. But I mean, oh. it's there have been times I've gone an hour and a half. It's not no worth it. No wonder you sweat an hour and a half. Like, but I, I start sweating within five minutes. <laughs> I build up no endurance. It never gets easier. It never gets more fun. Um and I remind myself every time I'm there, I'm like, it's not about being fun. It's about just getting it done. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I was there. I was on the elliptical and I had been on the elliptical for 20 minutes. I was like, I have the fucking movie to watch. So I put it up on my phone. <laughs> I'm at the gym watching a Disney cartoon on the phone, oh, like on the elliptical. People are like, oh, hi. Subconsciously or like without realizing it's singing all those songs and stuff. I'm like, oh, Okay. First time I'm out of the to house. Get that Aladdin bod. <laughs> Honestly, oh, yeah. Jeez. Speaking all... of, let's start talking about the plot of this movie. Um, it starts with Jafar the royal vizier. Is it vizier or vizier? I can't. Now that I'm reading it, it, the pronunciation has left me. Royal vizier, I think, um, of the fictional city Agrabah, placed near the Jordan River, and his parrot Iago. Seeking a lamp within the Cave of Wonders, they are told that only one person uh, is worthy to enter, the Diamond in the Rough, whom Jafar later identifies as Aladdin, an Agrabah street urchin. So let's start with the first, um, like sort of the intro, like essentially we meet Jafar, who's this really tall, like sinewy, like scary dude. Mm -hmm. um, and he's like in the middle of the desert, and some guy is the, he comes up and hands him half of a necklace that he puts together, and it like flies away to show them where to go. Um, and then they go into the Cave of Wonders, which the first guy goes in, and the Cave of Wonders is like, not on my watch, bitch, and like oh. shoots his ass out. Yeah, I was so confused. When I watched that scene, I thought that was at the end of the movie. Like, because then, I don't know, spoilers, because Aladdin ends up going back in it later. I, I, I like how they opened with the banger. Big scene. It was. It is Idiot truly. Death. There, there, a couple times we've watched these old movies. I've had that same experience where I'm like, I thought this was at a different, yeah, yeah, part, and you just forget like how much shit is in these because you only really remember like honestly, you only ever leave a Disney movie remembering what happened during a song. Yeah, I mean, right now I'm only thinking of the song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like from Friday to uh, which. Uh, Listeners, if anyone's if anyone's listening to this, if anybody uh, at all, <laughs> if it's two hundred years from now and somebody's dug this up to learn about American culture in twenty twenty one, this, this is what we want you to know. Good, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we just know that we were uh, three very popular comedians. Uh, Incredibly popular, sold out show. I mean, book deals, movie deals. <laughs> thinking about running for governor. I mean, uh, I from Friday when I watched it to. Sunday, I had forgotten that this scene was the opening scene until you it's, just read it. Because I thought it was the the guy who uh, who's like, let me tell you this tale. Yeah, That's clearly that? Robin it is Williams that. doing a... Uh... Is that Robin? Oh, maybe it is. Yeah, it is. 
Wait, wait. Oh, I have a question now. Is it, can yeah, we please. talk about spoilers? Yeah. Okay. If you haven't seen this movie, it's been out for 30 fucking years. <laughs> you guys, I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> so please. The, the beginning part with the person or the animal talking about, let me tell you a story. Wait, yeah, is, that, yeah. is that the genie? I don't know. It could have been. It's free at the end, and that was the story. Like it, It's just essentially introduced as a narrator, like an omniscient narrator who knows yeah okay yeah i know it's robin williams but i don't think it's i don't know i think it's just him doing a generic voice yeah he's he's i was gonna say vip mvp of the of the oh oh hands down yes he's so good at voice acting i didn't realize yeah yeah he's incredible yeah so funny he and um uh when we did the mulan episode which comes out later but we already recorded it because we're all in the same room um he and like Eddie Murphy when Eddie Murphy is Mushu, it's unparalleled. I remember saying like, I used to guess I just didn't really care about Robin Williams because I think I was too young to really understand how great he was. Right. Yeah. And I loved the genie, which was my only exposure to him at that age. But then now as I rewatch these as an adult, I really am truly like, holy shit! Like to just be able to talk and it never, it always is like a curveball after curveball after curveball. Yeah. And I feel like it was so on brand with his comedy that he could <laughs> written for him. It was yeah, either written for him or they just put him in a sound booth and were like, just do whatever you want. Also, there's all the because it's just celebrity impressions at that time. There's like yeah, at one point yeah. it was like Jack Nicholson, and yeah. uh, there's somebody. I read something online as we were preparing for this where somebody was like, "Oh, this it, it means that it's in a larger universe because he and he time travels because he's actually referencing celebrities from the '90s." I'm like, okay, we're, thinking, we're digging a little too deep, everybody. Was he already famous? Oh yeah, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. He was big. Yeah, yeah, too, yeah. And he was, I mean. I still remember my parents, even when we watched this, being like, he is, him and Jim Carrey were the two, like, yeah. mm-hmm. my parents would really <laughs> go nuts. We're like, that's talent. That's going to He can do anything. Those crazy faces. <laughs> Those crazy voices and faces. And then we meet um, Princess Jasmine, which is what I wanted to ask. Was this an informative moment in your youth, gentlemen? Straights? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe this scene. I- it, what was, what's the scene? I mean, definitely Jasmine as a whole. Yeah, this is we just meet her and she's like kicking some suitor out of her. Oh, um, her, her dad's doing the weird. The yeah. Sultan is the Sultan is like trying to pair her with princes and is like bringing all these princes to court her. Which, by the way, like every '90s Disney movie opens up with like the princess really? being courted. It's <laughs> yeah. it's really like the more we watch, I'm like this had to be the storyline for every damn movie. But um, I had a theory here. Fan go ahead. That. And maybe it doesn't make sense now because you said that other movies do this. But I thought maybe he had cancer or he was dying. And that's why he wanted his daughter to get married so he could see her happy and have kids before he died. He does mention that. I mean, he doesn't mention that he's cancer. He's Uh-oh. not like, like well, I have pancreatic I cancer or anything. But he is like, I'm not going to be You're around forever. Right. So you have to find somebody who's going to take care of you. Which I'm like, I guess it was, I mean, this is a fictional country. 
But I'm like, I guess he can't just leave her the money. I'm like, she seems like she has enough money to do fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I need someone else to have the money for you. And someone to make the decisions for yeah. you. And she's like, I trained a tiger to be a lap dog. I yeah. think I, I'm going to. But she was, I remember as a kid being like, oh, I, I mean, it's so weird because even as a child, I think you're aware of like, that's an attractive person. That's well, a pretty, she's yeah. animated to be attractive. They're her like, I mean, they. Also, you know, poor women, they like make her like waist so thin. Like an hourglass, <laughs> an insane hourglass thing. They definitely, because I asked uh, uh, Brianna, I was like, was like an Aladdin like an attraction when mm-hmm. you were a kid? She was like, no, like I don't think any of the Disney ones. But the way they draw the women in Disney movies yeah. are much more like sexual, like the way they walk yeah. and stuff. We also might just be sexualizing them because Andy and I were also like, oh, Aladdin is five years old. We're like, Aladdin is old. He's got thick eyebrows, man. He's, He's got like... thick eyebrows. He also, oh, also, yes. I, I do I mean, know a friend. <laughs> and I do know, um, uh, I do know somebody who worked as Aladdin on a cruise ship, like a Disney cruise ship. Yeah. And they had to give him a t shirt because the moms would sexual, like, would rub his abs and stuff and oh. photos and stuff and they would be like oh no they would just not know how to behave <laughs> and they eventually had to give aladdin like a hanes tagless tea <laughs> they give him they give him that potato sack for <laughs> 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 life sack you <laughs> all them, then the moms would be like i don't remember aladdin having a t-shirt and he'd be like well <laughs> there's a reason <laughs> uh but yeah i remember uh her jasmine uh, specifically, and mm-hmm. I think like Jessica Rabbit from <laughs> uh, what's it called? Um, uh, uh, who framed Roger who framed Rabbit? Roger Rabbit. I I distinctly remember the first, and this might be my introduction into like I don't know what it was, but I remember Esmeralda from um, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yes, I remember. I remember watching her as a kid, being like, "That is a woman." Yeah. That is a woman who does woman things, who knows how to do woman things, who knows how to be a woman. Mm. That is a woman. Is, um, is she like the 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 love interest in that movie? She yes and no. The movie's a little less direct than that. She's um, essentially she's a gypsy who frees and is like a champion for all the people who live in the street and, and also the hunchback. Um, and then the whole love story is like the hunchback loves her, but she, by the end, is still kind of like, ew. <laughs> it's, it's like that great. And then she's like, I'm actually going to go with this guy who's like on my attractive level. Like, sorry, hunchback, stay in the tower. Immediately. But she was the first one whenever I saw Esmeralda, I was like, oh, that is, a, that is an adult in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Ariel. Ariel, Ariel, Ariel. Ariel yeah. We watch, when we rewatched Ariel, we were like, first of all, at the very top of the movie, they say she's sixteen, and I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. And How then oh, I don't Jasmine? know because it's put me on edge for every movie we've done since because yeah. Ariel is sixteen, and they have these shots of her like breaching from the water, and she's completely naked in the sunlight, and it's like shining off of her pelvis oh, and shit. And you're like, didn't we say she was sixteen? <laughs> Did we establish that? Doesn't she get married in the end? Yeah, that's the whole movie. It's like this 16-year-old girl wants to go run off and get married with some guy with feet that she's never seen before. And everybody's like, oh, what a magical story. I'm like, they also eat your friends. You're half fish. What are you talking about? Get in the water. I've also, me, so this, 
after this movie, so I watched it on Disney Plus, and then yeah. immediately there was like, hey, you should watch Snow White. And so uh, I was like, oh, let's put it on. I haven't. That's another one I watched a lot. Uh, and it's like, let's just put it on. The like beginning is this prince like trying to hit on Snow White, and I'm starting to. Uh, mm. realize that the theme of a lot of Disney movies are rich people really want to fuck poor people. <laughs> <laughs> poor young people. Yeah. <laughs> we have a survey at the end of the movie or at the end of the episode. We tend to add a question to it every time yeah. of like how Disney is this movie and we're gonna that's gonna be one of the questions that's gonna be added. <laughs> um, so essentially then we meet Aladdin and he is a street urchin. He steals, um, steals to live, steals to eat and has this great scene where he's like being chased by these, I guess, uh, idiot Agrabah cops that all have like these humongous swords that just are brandishing them as they run through the street. Um, the way once he slides ag- down stuff is so, I'm so he jealous. invented parkour. Honestly, yeah, Aladdin yeah. invented parkour. It's amazing. He gets away from any situation. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, whatever. And then sometimes like he'll bounce on a canopy and it, it will be yeah. like a trampoline and whatever. And then other times he's sitting on it. Like it's a deck. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you better work Aladdin. And we also meet his uh, pet monkey, Abu, who's very cheeky and very fun. Who does um, the voice acting for Abu? I actually looked it up. This dude is in everything. Really? He's the voice of Scooby-Doo, Fred from Scooby-Doo. Uh, he's... Frank uh, Welker? Boy. I think so. Yeah. Uh, I kind of meant it as a joke because I thought it was just... The whole time, but it, it is a person. You yeah. would be... So, so <laughs> Frank Welker and there's this another, another guy named uh, Jim Cummings, who is also in this movie and plays the um, the captain of the Royal Guard. Okay. The guy who the only speaking like guard who he I think he he's like the voice of did you ever watch the Goofy movie? Yeah, that the Goofy movie was probably my number one Disney movie that I watched if, all the time. If That's you great. want to incredible voice talent, Jim Cummings is unparalleled. He is every character in Winnie the Pooh. He has been in every single Disney movie that's ever any movie. Like the things he can do with his voice as an actor are. It makes you be like, well, why am I even trying this? Why? What the fuck makes me think I can do anything when Jim Cummings can literally ch- manipulate his voice into anything he wants? Um, Aladdin and Jasmine meet because Jasmine leaves the castle. She decides, like, I, I want to be able to make choices for myself and I want to be able to go live in the world. Um, they meet. They are chased by the guards. They end up... He ends up saving her because she... She is so green. She's never been out of the that she just sees like this kid staring at an apple, starving to death, and she's like, "Oh, here!" And then walks away. And then the the shop guy's like, "No, I'm instead I'm gonna cut your arm off." Um, <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. It was so brutal. I was like, "Oh my god!" We skipped over the part that I cried at, which was oh, which part is this? When he gives the little. Boy, those little two children that break. Oh yeah. And Abu gets mad. He's like, no. And he's like, come on, Abu. And he breaks it in half. I like had a flashback to crying about that when I was a kid. It was. <laughs> it is a heartfelt moment. It, it's like their eyes you go so through all. The, I know. And I'm like, I guess I would do the same thing. But God, I just fucking nearly I mean, died I, for this bread. Yeah. Now I got to give it to you, dweebs. God, okay. Parkour. And... Uh, oh, and then also right after that, I'm glad you brought that up. Because then there's another moment where he sees a prince who's riding a horse with a mustache. Oh, yeah. And and uh, the kids like run out in front of the horse. And then this guy is going to whip these kids for like, I guess, inconveniencing him. And... <laughs> Aladdin saves him again. So Aladdin clearly establishes at the top that I am a hero that everybody like he's open hearted. He's 
he would give the shirt off his back even though he has no shirt um as <laughs> evidenced disney. by the disney cruise where they had to give him a hands white tee. <laughs> he's perfect yeah he's perfect and then jafar is at the same time like trying to figure out okay how am i gonna get this lamp jafar knows about the lamp he's he knows magic he somehow has all this information just doesn't quite know who's going to be the correct person and then he casts some spell and they reveal that it's aladdin he needs like the sultan's ring yeah yeah which i don't get I, I don't uh, when it comes to magic in a Disney movie it makes no sense we watched Lion <laughs> King yesterday and at one point Rafiki just like reaches up into the air and grabs some <laughs> leaves that he knew had been like sent by Simba or something it makes no fucking sense um, but whenever they establish that it has to be Aladdin he kidnaps Aladdin or like has the guards take Aladdin and then tells while well, he's uh, on the date with Jasmine right oh yeah and tells Jasmine oh. like Jasmine was like I, I can't believe it. you have to let him go or, or whatever and then he said I already beheaded him and I was like once again fucking harsh yeah they don't have house arrest <laughs> due process Come on. God. Um, and then that sends Jasmine into a spiral but in actuality he's not beheaded he's in the prison and we get to meet my favorite character in any disney movie which is jafar dressed up as this old guy in this basement it is so funny to me it's so creepy it's i love the way his teeth look like broken piano keys that go in any direction jafar's character work is amazing is unparalleled yeah yeah i didn't i didn't realize that until after that scene that was him is he a magician or does he just do magic? So he is, he's like a low-level sorcerer or something. Because yeah. like later in the movie, he's like, I want to be the best. Uh, but he t- And my whole life, I thought he like used magic to look like that. And Me then too. when he's on the dunes, he just like rips off a stick on beard and <laughs> like tosses it in the wind. <laughs> Great makeup here's, artist. Here's yeah. my take on Jafar. He's okay. one of those kids growing up that had he had a creative outlet like theater or something like that he would have turned into just a amazing performer but he was shunned from that life and became a miserable angry power power hungry person it's kind of sad we should do aladdin too about jafar (laughs) (laughs) jafar's revenge um how old is jafar in this movie by the way i was thinking oh two three hundred years old easily yeah dating jasmine who's i don't know he seems like 50 he's much older than jasmine much older than jasmine even if she's only 18 or even if she's 21 he's in my in my opinion too old to be like and he's not even interested until the one one part where they're like this could actually be financially beneficial for you and he was like oh yeah maybe i could marry a woman I'd love to meet Jafar's family members. Like, I wonder, like, what his, you know, siblings are like. What are what are his parents like? You know. Yeah, yeah. A family of seven, all all doctors, <laughs> all lawyers, all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jafar's the the. Uh, He's like the dud. Out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then he he convinces Aladdin to like go into this cave of wonders, and the whole the only rule is that you can't touch any treasure. You can only come back with the lamp, which is I guess is a trial to test anybody who who thinks they're strong enough to like get the lamp. Uh, he goes the way to the lamp. Abu like grabs a crystal off of some statue and they also meet the um the flying carpet who saves them and essentially gets them almost the whole way out before javar like fucks them over and tosses them down into the I, I, that part i remember as a kid was really scary when he lifts oh, yeah. up the knife and it's all like jagged and 
Yeah. Oh. And it's like in the moonlight. It's like shining the moonlight and shit. <laughs> um, I loved how they saved that the magic carpet. He could ride on the magic carpet till the very end. Like he walks all this way. He's not riding on it. And yeah. When he's about to die, it comes and saves him. Yeah. Like and by the way, the magic carpet is one of the best characters. Doesn't have a line. Doesn't even yeah. like has so much personality as a rug. Yeah. Really does. Yeah, like note to self. <laughs> note to self, channel the rug next time I'm in an audition. Um and then because of that, and it all kind of backfires because Jafar doesn't get the the um lamp, they are able to rub the lamp while they're still in the cave and they meet the genie. Uh-huh. Who is, as we've already said, the best character in this whole kids MVP. movie. Yeah. I feel like the first part of the movie I enjoy yeah it kept me like captivated i enjoyed it but as soon as the genie comes in it just goes to another level it's a roller coaster of like trying to just keep up with the genie and his song is so oh we didn't talk about the are we gonna we gotta talk about the songs at some point yeah yeah we can absolutely so what songs have we missed so far we've missed um street rat or uh one jump um so good Music's better than the plot, than the story. Oh, uh, hands down. I mean, mm-hmm. one is when we did The Little Mermaid, we sort of like looked into the history of The Little Mermaid at the time, since then I haven't really looked into too much history. When they brought in the composer who's composed like every movie from the 90s, Alan Menken, and they started basing these movies off of a musical theater format, it it is hands down. The reason you remember everything from the songs and not the thing is because the songs are the best parts of all mm-hmm. these movies. So yeah. good, so catchy, and, and yeah, that's all the stuff that I remember. And then he sings um, the reprise, which is so sad. Proud of your boy, or something like that, where he's like, all he wants to do is be proud. It's crazy. Um, I learned something crazy. Okay. There's a cut song. I think the one you were just talking about, "Proud of Your Boy." Oh yeah, is it cut from this? I can't even remember it's cut from that and the proud boys the horrible alt-right group got their name from that song because disney cut the song and they're like oh they don't want men to be proud to be men to have like masculine pride and so they took the name proud boys sorry to ruin aladdin But oh, the so, Proud Boys name <laughs> is a cut song from Aladdin. So Disney oh. started the Proud Boys. Is what you're saying? Yes, Disney started. The oh Proud my Boys. God! I don't know who to blame. <laughs> oh, now I have to look it up. We can't talk about anything else until I look this up. Uh, I wonder how like, many Proud Boys have seen Aladdin. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh my God! The group originated from the far right Tacky's magazine. In 2016, under the leadership of Vice Media co-founder and former commentator Gavin McInnes, who looks like a fucking racist. (laughs) (laughs) Look at this guy. I'm going to share my screen. Oh, I've seen his picture. He's okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it. You got. He looks like he would. He looks like he wants to live in a prohibition era. Oh God! What a fucking loser. He looks kind of like racist Johnny Depp. That fucking sucks. Sorry to sidetrack us. No, no, no. I have to know this now. This is insane. Listen to this. So, former commentator Gavin McInnes, taking its name from the song Proud of Your Boy from the 2011 Disney musical Aladdin. Why did they cut it from the movie? I think there was a side plot. Yeah, I think... Mom was in it or something? Yeah, I think the reason that it was cut from the original was like... There was no major reason other than they were like, okay, we got to trim something and, and, like, editing things. 
But it's so, by the way, for something that is so neo-fascist, right-wing, like insane, like racist, homophobic organization, what a gay way to pick your name. (laughs) What a gay way to know enough about this musical to know that it's, it has been cut from the original. (laughs) Fucking gay, man. Podcast over? Are we done? (laughs) No, we can keep going. Um... Aladdin, former Proud Boy. Um, <laughs> God. Leader so essentially, so then we get to the next musical number, which is the genie's first one. And I can't remember if it's uh, it's Friend Like Me, correct? Yes. I should pull up the list of songs, oh, too. Great. Um, and it is, it's crazy. The animation is insane. Um, yes. Yeah. It's so fun to have a character who can kind of like make anything happen. Yeah like and does it all the time it's like the ultimate heightening uh where it's just like he wants he starts being a stand-up at one point he introduces himself as a stand-up he like puts the microphone out and then all of a sudden like stand-up lights with his name in the back i was like so fucking funny and so perfect for him because like his stand-up too is he would morph into different characters and do all these like different yeah this move this was clear this and um mushu from mulan were clearly written for the talent that they were going to like yeah because no one else in aladdin's like a big name actor right there's no other i think let's look over the cast really quick since you brought it up um but yeah i'm not seeing anybody other than um gilbert godfried who is oh, yeah. iago oh, that's right that was uh, so good another <laughs> great choice for casting yeah brianna um for you listening my wife uh, <laughs> no big deal uh talked about and i 100 percent agree with her and you guys might also as a kid, Iago, 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 which character? Is Iago, this? yeah. The parrot. The oh, parrot. Yes. Uh, quite annoying. Like so annoying. Annoying. And watching it again, we both kind of identified with <laughs> Iago. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh, a million percent. Yeah. Also, it's because it's like for him, because uh, Gilbert Gottfried is like was an incredible stand-up and a, a very fa- famous for his stand-up, but to a whole generation he will now be Iago Mm -hmm. like first and before anything else. I saw him do one of the roasts uh, like probably 10 years ago. Um, And he was uh, the roast of Joan Rivers. And he was so funny. Like he was so committed. And all he did was tell a story in that fucking voice that he has. Mm -hmm. And it was so fucking funny. But, and it was like, oh yeah, I guess I never thought of you as anything outside of a parrot because (laughs) that was how I was introduced to you. Like perfect for that. It reminded me of. Um, do you guys watch Bob's Burgers? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gene's uh, character, I think. Oh Jean yeah. Merman plays him like that same kind of like loud, echoey voice. That just, yeah. Nasally. Yeah. yeah, you can't miss it. Jeff Which Bar. is great for performing. Right. Is probably insufferable in every other circumstance. Yeah. In sex. Like when you're just trying, <laughs> you're trying to call somebody and like, hey, I have a, um, I have an issue with something like my internet service or whatever, and they're like. Iago? <laughs> I just need. <laughs> oh wait, also now that I'm remembering. Um the your favorite character when Jafar plays his one of his side characters, that crazy mm-hmm. guy. It reminded me of you a lot in improv scenes. I feel like it's like the perfect like walk-on improviser, like come here, I have to tell Literally, you. <laughs> I I wonder as I was watching that, because I've been watching these movies back to back. I've been wondering, is that where, like, my instinct to do those things comes from? Like, Rafiki and the last one, like, whatever character is the most out of left field and bizarre is the one that I'm like, 
how genius like all fucking crooked teeth <laughs> oh, so wearing a sack yeah <laughs> coming out of the dark like literally a walk-on like, <laughs> <laughs> if you really want to forward the scene <laughs> james dugan's like oh, this scene's flat go in Devin. <laughs> yeah they're like play, play closer to yourself and i'm like this is myself <laughs> like, that's not how you've talked all class like, maybe you haven't been listening to me um so the, speaking of Iago, he suggests at this point he suggests to Jafar because Jafar is like, I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do. Like, I, I anyway, um, he's like, why don't you try to marry Jasmine? And he's like, oh, perfect. It sounds like a great plan. So he essentially rewrites the laws, which are on one scroll, um, <laughs> and the Sultan doesn't even know them. <laughs> he comes up yeah. and he's like, actually, this this fine princess, I can marry your daughter. And the Sultan's like, but. I could have swore I read something different. And um, he also keeps trying to hypnotize the Sultan. But the second time I was like, this shit is like so weak. Any little distraction pulls the Sultan out of it. Like at first he's, he's distracted enough by how ugly Jafar is. (laughs) At first he's like, I can marry your daughter. And he's like, kind of in this trance. He's like, yes, you'd make, but you're so ugly. And then he's like, no, pay attention to the hypnotist. And then he does it again. And then there's like trumpets outside. Um, Okay. Which then they go to the balcony and they see that Aladdin has used his first wish to turn himself into a prince so that he can get uh, an audience with Jasmine. Yeah. And then we hear, we meet Prince through, um, we meet Prince Ali through the song Prince Ali, which is yet again a show stopping number. Banger. The the number of bangers in this show. Yeah. (laughs) Absolute. Was it a uh, musical before it was a movie or? Is this movie? Uh, no, it was an original uh, music, like movie musical, I guess. Okay. But the yeah. movie was first, and then in 2011, apparently, according to the fucking Proud Boys, um, <laughs> they turned it into a Broadway show, which I did see, and is an amazing Broadway show. They actually like. I don't know how they do it. Theater technology is insane. They float on a carpet that like oh. moves through the house. It's crazy. Wow. I wonder which Proud Boy went to see it on Broadway. It was like, yeah. all right, I got our name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bring it up and like oh where'd you come over the net well i was i went i went okay guys i'm a big musical fan all right i come clean i was in new york you know the you know the proud boys charter outlaws three things being nice to minor uh marginalized people doing anything gay i feel like that falls under the gayness and also liking art God, that is un- that will forever change. How fuck could you imagine being like the an executive at Disney or something and being like, of all the places you could have pulled this fucking name, you had to pull it from our goddamn music. Well, now we got to release a statement about it, saying how we're not associated with the Proud Boys, Proud which Boys. should, which before today would have nobody would have thunk. <laughs> would have been a given. <laughs> now here we are. Or a Gavin McInnes. Oh, hey now. And so now I have to job. know his name too. That fucking. <laughs> we, we plugged his stuff a few times now. Yeah, let's stop talking about him. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's for Devin's other podcast. <laughs> that's for my other podcast where I um, dox uh, people who have ruined a Disney movie for me with their own racism. <laughs> um, so so we meet Prince Ali. Prince Ali comes in and his whole thing is like, I'm going to try to meet Jasmine. But he doesn't just want to like, the whole time I was like, go into a room with her and just show her who you are. Like yeah. what's one thing that is in a lot of these Disney movies is like some reason I can't just say the easiest solution. It's like, yeah, I, she'll never like me. I'm like, she did two days ago when you two right. were like 
fuck by the way in that scene where he meets her and he like takes her up to his apartment i was like aladdin's got game aladdin there are Aladdin has had some pregnancy scares in Agrabah. There's no <laughs> way. He's, he has so much game. He's like cradling the small of her back and like looking in her eyes and being like, no, you just like, here, let me, let me listen to your hopes and dreams. And she's like melting. I'm melting him on the couch. Street rat song where he's running around. All the ladies are like, uh, swat. Oh, yeah, like I, literally like no, fanning themselves with bread loaves. I'm like, yeah. oh, don't get caught. I'd like to see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I didn't get why he, he just didn't tell her. Be honest. She she wanted the honesty. He kept lying, and he's not he's not perfect because he's a liar. And you know. Yeah, and, I get. Well, okay, well, let's not shit talk liars. <laughs> <laughs> liars have feelings too. Yeah. Okay, so there's some liars in this room. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, I didn't. Under, I guess he doesn't know that she like was mourning his death and all that shit. But I felt like they had a connection. I would just be like. Can you believe it? <laughs> like, I was like, 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 yeah, he puts a hat on. And she's like, who is this? Who could it possibly be? It was, she also recognizes him, and then he's like, no, that's some yeah. other guy. <laughs> no, that's some other guy. And then eventually, and I think, because I was kind of skimming through it, because once again, I was at the gym when I was watching this. Um, God, you keep bringing it up. We get it. You got a hot body. I got go. to <laughs> um, But she, I think at one point during part of your world which we'll take a moment to talk about but during part of your world she has a moment where she like says i guess they were like oh that is you from the street and he was like yeah i was a prince pretending to be yeah, poor he doubles yeah. down on the lie what it goes back <laughs> it goes back to one the what you said about the uh carpet having character yeah and then two just kudos to the animators but the way they animate that carpet like disappointed in him like and in the corner just, of yeah. the thing. Yeah. It, yeah. Like, what the fuck? Dude. <laughs> and then and then they have a moment of like, ah oh, yes, pretending to be poor. And then they like cuddle up and fly away. <laughs> like, how fun to pretend to be common. <laughs> and then they like fly away. Um so uh, after Aladdin brings Jasmine home, the palace guards capture Aladdin and Trafar's uh behest and throw him into the sea. Oh yeah, that was, that yeah, was Did I miss that part? No, he that, throws the, him in the water with the thing on his feet, right? Like he goes into the water. Oh, yeah. And then he like... Genie appears and saves him. Another uh, brutal death. Like, at the cost of his second wish. Oh, yeah. I really did miss that part. <laughs> and then Aladdin returns to the palace and exposes Jafar's evil plot. Jafar flees after spotting the lamp and thus discovering Aladdin's true identity. I love uh, how in that part when they cut to Aladdin, he's like... He's like just standing there with his arms crossed, like not so fast, Jafar. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was a good impression. That sounds like you have very. I will say you have very Aladdin vibes. Of all the people, I could have um, all the movies we could have watched. You're the closest facsimile to Aladdin as far as character. A, I haven't worn a shirt in like twelve months. So. No, and you yeah. do steal <laughs> pretty <laughs> regularly. I'm from kids, though, that's the only difference between you. Yeah, that's the only difference is that you take easier, from kids. They're easier to take it from. Yeah, you can push them. I've seen you push them down and run. And then when I said, John, that was a kid, you're like, yeah, my legs are longer than theirs. They're never going to catch us. Don't make a steal from adults. Fearing that he will lose Jasmine if the truth is revealed, Aladdin breaks his promise and refuses to free the genie. This part was so infuriating to me because I was like, you're gonna keep this guy stuck in this bottle because you can't tell the truth to this girl yeah dark yeah like take all the money you just wished for and like figure something out 
dude. Yeah. Um, so then Aladdin breaks his promise and he uh, tells the genie he's not going to um, free the genie, like, is really upset. So he goes back in the lamp. And then at that point, Iagu steals the lamp and Jafar becomes the genie's new master. Mm-hmm. Certain things in these movies really, really make me laugh in a way that I didn't expect to laugh at a child's mo- like a children's movie. And one of them is Iagu pretending to be a flamingo on the stilts <laughs> was so fucking funny to me. He's like these stilts and those are fake nose. <laughs> um, so then Jafar uses the uh, his first two wishes to become a sultan which then was like a whole big deal. He becomes the Sultan. And I couldn't help but think like, what a dumb wish. Everybody just saw you. Like you're just wearing a hat. That's the only yeah. thing that's different. Like people don't have to listen to you. Yeah. Hats in this movie have like <laughs> a, bi- they're a big powers. deal. Yeah. He was like, I am the Sultan now, but it happened. It'd be one thing if it happened like behind closed doors and the public doesn't know it happens. Like when all of Agrabah is watching <laughs> it happen it. and he's like, I'm the Sultan now. I'm like, why don't you just like ring out to like no he's not <laughs> uh it's just like the, the first order of business he has is like the, the pal- palace is too close to the ground let's move it to the top of the and and the genie puts it on like the side of the mountain <laughs> yeah perfect it was we got it unbelievable um and i was like yeah it's not like these people can get into what's the big uh, yeah great point you were gonna say something, uh, oh, John? They just—they just sneak some. There's some. There's some holes in their stories, you know. Like even with the, the old creepy guy who Jafar turns into, and he's like, "Yes, my plan is working." He's not standing yeah. that far away from Aladdin, who could hear. Why is he so happy about this plan? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so then, he, the second thing he uses, the second wish he uses, is to become the most powerful sorcerer in the world. Um, then he exposes Aladdin's identity and exiles him, Abu, in the carpet to a frozen wasteland. How did I miss this part too? This Wait. is that's where the this was like my favorite part as a kid. It's where it shoots the tower with them in it, and they land in that snow, and like Abu is like frozen. Oh yeah. And then like oh, yeah. crazy for 1993, crazy CGI tower starts rolling down the hill and like yeah. he runs into the window and i remember being a kid being like this is awesome yeah okay and then they escape and they return to the palace jasmine which i'm like how far away was this um yeah that's something i didn't realize as a kid during a whole new world uh is they, they go, go all over, over, all over the place how, oh wow. how are they holding on to that carpet and how fast is that carpet going? <laughs> yeah. And there's a scene that they do in the, this movie came out before Mulan, but there's a scene that they do in this movie where they fly over China and they see this big fireworks show, which then mm-hmm. has later been confirmed. Like the people who created um, Mulan, the end of that movie ends in a fireworks show that is supposed to be the same fireworks show that um, Aladdin and um, oh, no Jasmine. Yeah. I mean, how much of that is just like whatever fans like if you'll buy our merch because that like <laughs> that plugs the cord sure um so they escape and they go back jasmine tries to help aladdin steal the lamp because um jafar wishes that she would fall in love with him but the genie's like i can't do that and then um she sees aladdin up in the thing and immediately like she's like okay i know my role i'm super spy jasmine now pretends to be in love with him he um she kisses him she yeah. kisses him and I Gross. almost barfed. Yeah, I was, was like, that is so, this guy is so sick. I had to look away. I was like, oh, don't do it. Don't do it. it would have been nice if they put like a little like spit trail. I think. 
I feel like I think Jafar could have used his second wish better to, you know, like he. I'd rather make out with Jafar as that guy in the basement than Jafar as Jafar. <laughs> yes, with those crooked teeth. Absolutely. Yeah, at least that guy's funny. <laughs> and has ugh. anyway. Um, so Jasmine tries to steal the lamp. It doesn't work. Jafar immediately notices and like shoots him across the room into like a pile of money. Um, Aladdin taunts Jafar by being less powerful than the genie. So this is the whole thing. They go in the first of all, Jafar turns into a humongous, scary snake. Um, oh yeah, it's like seventeen feet tall and is fighting all these people. And then eventually he was like, "Oh, I know. I'll play to his ego and I'll say you're actually only the second best because the genie gave you all this power, which immediately makes Jafar wish to become the genie, um, and then means he's trapped in the in the um, lamp, the same as Robin Williams' genie would be." Aladdin's um, got wits. He's got looks. He's, he's got smart. Got he's got hot. He's Doesn't strong. Steal bread from little kids, John. <laughs> John. I like. Yeah, they're slow enough. I like. Yeah. And also, I think if he knew what the Proud Boys had done to his name, he'd come out against it. Yes. He yes. He would. Yeah. He would. Um, also, so then that essentially gets rid of Jafar. Jafar is out. Um, who t- also takes Iago with him, like uh, grabs him and like sucks him down in. Oh. <laughs> Good for you, you fucking narc. Um, <laughs> Uh, then he uses the last wish to free the genie, um, which, first of all, the genie banishes uh, Jafar to the Cave of Wonders and then uh, advises Aladdin to use his third wish to regain his royal title so that the law would allow him to stay with Jasmine. And I'm like, don't you guys write the laws? Like, <laughs> change the law. What do you... You're the sultan. Yeah. Um, and then Aladdin decides instead to keep his promise and free the genie. So essentially he's like, I'm going to give up, you know, being a prince. Um, realizing that Aladdin and Jasmine's love, the Sultan changes the law to allow Jasmine to marry whom <laughs> she chooses, which seems like too late. Like, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe the, the 19 times Jasmine was like kicking dudes out of her house. You should have been like, okay, you can choose who you want to marry. Yeah, <laughs> He's like surprisingly the most progressive male in this in the movie the father because i feel mm-hmm. like he's like I, I want what's best for you i mean he's not because he's forcing her to marry someone, yeah but but he, he does seem like he cares about he her. sympathizes with her and is yes. maybe in the i think maybe the movie is trying to show that he's like having a change of heart and he's going through the changes of like realizing okay maybe this doesn't work for my daughter and she's yeah. not just being a a brat about it i mean a lot of disney movies are like there is the progressive person who's trying to teach the lesson and everybody's like, but what a little brat. They'll get it whenever they get some, when they start paying taxes, they'll realize how the world works. And then by the end of the movie, they're like, oh, they were right all along. Right. Yeah. Wonderful. I will say he is also the, I think, dumbest character in the movie. Like Uh, he's got his little toys. (laughs) All he wants to do is just hang out. Maybe not dumb. Maybe he's just the, most easy going. He's the simplest. We'll, we'll say simple. It doesn't mean he's stupid. It means he, he values simplistic things. And the way and he I, plays with his toys is he just puts them on. Yeah, I got, there was, and there was a moment where, um, the, where Jafar like brainwashes him and then it's like, now go play with your toys. And I was like, I got mad at the Sultan because I was like, you're that weak? Like, you got to protect your daughter from this a-hole. And all he does is, like, wave this cane in your face. And then you're like, my Legos are calling. (laughs) I read a fan theory that um, Jasmine's mom left because (gasps) the dad was too stupid. 
No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> that's a great idea, though. We should start reading fan theories on this show. Yes. All my do, best do ideas were given to me by somebody else. Yeah. So, well, we're gonna look them up right now. So, as I look these up, also um, maybe another question you could add is: Do you think this Disney movie is associated with the alt right? <laughs> In what way? Fucking alt right. You know what? I the older I get, the more I realize how much. Being a thought like a a person who's being more aware than I was ever in my life, especially about racism or or um, uh, homophobia or sexism or anything, it's just how much that shit fucking ruins everything. <laughs> like that when you weren't aware of it and you mm-hmm. you formed these attachments to these things, and then now you look like when we were talking about the Lion King the other day, uh, we kind of realized I'm like, okay, he is like Rafiki is kind of like a a mystical black character that is very tropey and very much like he has a, like kind of a Jamaican accent for no reason. And we're like, you're in the middle of Africa. And I was like, damn it. Like, (laughs) Oh, racism is ruining everything. The white 30 year old man said it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. it's really ruining a lot for me. I mean, um, I think all the voice actors in Aladdin are white, right? They're yeah, I'm sure. I am yeah. sure. And yeah. that, that here's another thing, because like at this in these movies, especially in the '90s, a lot of them were heralded for being very progressive, for being like sure. showing non-white characters. So while the characters focus on something that's non-Western culture, but one of the things I think they all suffer from is like not having that representation in the room when creating it yes. because when i watched this there was a a tagline at the beginning of the thing that said like yeah, the dizzy put, yeah. there are things in here that are racist that we're never okay and we're learning and and we don't want to remove the content but we want you to be aware that we don't stand by these things we make different decisions which i think is wonderful that people put that there because then it's like lets you know like hey we recognize this shit is without deleting new, the movie without it's deleting the movie and also like i and this is me personally i don't I'm not a big fan of like sort of removing things from the zeitgeist when we can instead recognize there's racist shit in here. You can still watch it, but recognize that we realize that, you know what I mean? Um, But a lot of the things now, as I watch them, I'm like, these are things that could easily have been maybe would not have been issues if we had creators that, that sort of better represent these stories than white people trying to make stories for people of color yeah and it's like it's crazy how this was 93 and it is like 2000 what year is it fuck 2021 2000 and it's like now just now disney is having like people of color direct their movies yeah a million percent um let's look up these aladdin fan theories i have one my own oh please 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 okay so and i think this is pretty spot on but i'll say it anyway so there's a parallel in this movie aladdin to titanic and i'm seeing a lot of parallels and okay 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 i'm kind of go on you i'm forgetting them but i'm gonna they're gonna come back (laughs) okay you've piqued Um, my interest (laughs) so a whole new world um my heart will go on a whole new both songs my heart will go on both songs sung by people yes but they're both (laughs) can't leave that out a whole new my heart will go on and then okay so before that remember those kim i'm by the way i'm still on the fence on that one but we can move on (laughs) i I do agree they both are songs though (laughs) that are sung by people yes we can this this will make it more make more sense there's a scene i hope so where aladdin goes (laughs) They're about to jump and he goes, do you trust me? Do you trust me? 
she grabs his hand and remember in, in titanic when he's like do you trust me do okay trust me? that is i will agree with that okay. okay it's my fan theory that titanic ripped off some or it was inspired by some of the okay life. and then if you if you do look at history mm-hmm. you will know that titanic was made about four <laughs> years after aladdin so okay. titanic is really the story of aladdin so here's a couple of fan theories. We'll go through them really quick, and then we'll go on to the. Then we'll wrap up with the um, uh, some questionnaires about how Disney it is. Do you remember what? Um, we'll talk about it in a moment. Um, so, uh, one of the fan theories that it could be true: the Cave of Wonders is someone's wish. So the Cave of Wonders in Aladdin is pretty impressive. We are sure that the animating this uh, magical setting made Aladdin one of the most expensive animated Disney films ever. Uh, one fan theory states that the last person who had control of the lamp and the genie wished for a cave, including a magical carpet, found inside. Hmm. Oh. And that Very cool. Died and... I like that one. Yeah. yeah. That one. Um, I like that one because it doesn't like change any aspect of the movie it only adds to it that is a good point about fan theories they should only add they should not subtract the yeah. titanic didn't add anything just... which is the probably... titanic theory was that the songs there's two songs sung. <laughs> <A whole new laughs> world. by the way a whole new world is about like discovering literally a whole new world and my heart will go on means like i will survive us breaking up <laughs> <laughs> similar feel similar feel i also feel like that theory didn't a- add or subtract um it just kind of confused <laughs> confused that's what my theories do they make you think okay <laughs> stir you up <sighs> um it could be true that iago once was oh it could be true so this this website is saying like totally ridiculous if it's a fan theory that could make no sense and then it could be true if it was. I guess that's just what the author thinks is plausible or not. Because it says totally ridiculous. The genie is the real villain of the story. The genie is one of the most beloved Disney animation characters of all time. So it's pretty hard to believe that some fans see the genie as the real villain of the story. Their evidence. He has free will, yet he chooses to impose restrictions on lamp holders and seems to take Jafar's wishes much more seriously than Aladdin's. This person's been hurt by genies in the past. Honestly. <laughs> I don't know if I buy all into that. I say um, boo on that. <laughs> Aladdin is set in a post-apocalyptic world. I feel like every Disney movie is <laughs> One of the most famous Aladdin fan theories circulating the internet states that the story has been placed in a post-apocalyptic world. Whether the genie really did cause zombie apocalypse. Oh, um, this is one of the things where like, that's why he knows who Jack Nicholson is. Because this takes place after, not that he time travels. I remember now. Huh. Um, is that why one of his rules is can't bring people back from the dead? Maybe. Hmm. Because mm. they're zombies now when he yeah. does. One of the fan theories is that Aladdin and Jasmine are siblings. Oh, I've heard that. <laughs> that takes away a lot. Yeah. yeah. And also, just like, I don't. Why? That's more on like you wanting that to be true. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there was no signs that that would ever. They never seen each other what before. Is, like, what is their explanation? <laughs> Another fan theory to come from Reddit claims that mm-hmm. when the genie transforms Aladdin into a prince, he actually turns him into Jasmine's brother, which explains why he has no <laughs> kingdom to rule. Uh, if this were the case, then Aladdin and Jasmine's romantic subplot would have no place in the film. Mm. Romantic subplot, it is the plot. One. Yeah. <laughs> Two, it's like, I, I just feel like he was like, well, I can't create a country with all these people, so it's like, you're just gonna kind of like... Be a he's Boo on that theory, too. Boo on that theory. So let's wrap up with... Um, 
some of the questions of how Disney is it. So there was, Cole, you had a great one that I want to add and I want to kick it off with, which was, does this Disney movie have um, some element of like rich people trying to fuck poor people? (laughs) Which it clearly does. Yes, it does. They, yeah, Jasmine completely fetishizes uh, the poor. She doesn't yeah. want a, 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 a yeah a prince. She wants a poor little. <laughs> yeah, and also as somebody who grew up really poor, I do not. Re- they have a moment where they're in his his apartment and he's laying on the game thick, uh-huh. and they're both. T- she's talking about being in uh, the palace and how trapped she feels, and he says he feels trapped by having no money and no opportunity, and then that's a real bonding moment for them. As somebody who grew up poor, I would not have sympathy. <laughs> I would I would find that very hard to relate to a rich person being like, uh-huh. you know, honestly, I feel trapped too. Um, yeah. I've never had to leave my house because anything you could ever imagine is a couple steps away from me. And that's that's very trapping to me. I was like, okay, girl, check the, read the room. Yeah. Please. She like, also, do, you know what, do you know what I have to do to get a glass of water? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she doesn't know you have to pay for an apple. No. Yeah. <laughs> Aladdin is starving to death and steals a piece of bread, which he then has to give away because there's children who are starving more than him. And she's like, it's also very tough when you can't leave your your marble plunge pool. Yeah, they're not <laughs> going to last. Yeah. No. Um, so, yes, we do have rich people fucking poor people. So, yes, that is one point for making it more Disney. Um, one, do we have a young hero? This is probably something we'll retire from this because it's like there's always a young hero. Um, but... So let's move on to the next question. Is the dad hot? Now, <laughs> usually the answer to this is yes. Um, Give me an example. Uh, a million examples. Okay, uh, Triton from The Little Mermaid would fully oh. let him destroy me. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, the dad from Mulan, hello. <laughs> I'd let him okay. beat me to death with that cane and then have sex with my <laughs> unconscious body. Um, it, the list goes on and on. It's every... I'll- Mufasa. <laughs> Boy story. Well, I guess that's a mom. She's kind of hot. Yeah, he doesn't have a dad. Um, can I put a side um, uh, asterisk in this? Sultan, I say no. Ooh, um, no. Um, but are we talking father figures? Because Genie is somewhat of a father figure to Aladdin. And Genie... It's kind of hot. Yeah. Genie Genie's pretty hot and if he if you don't think so, he'll just transform into whatever you think is hot. <laughs> exactly. So he covers all the bases. Definition hot. Yeah. Yeah. Um fourth, with all Disney characters, there is some sort of aspect of um an absent parent or or being orphaned. Really? So it is unbelievable. I knew it was like a joke that people sort of made like, "Oh, Disney always kills off the parent." Oh. Um oh, but baby. even when they haven't killed them, it's very rare that there are two parents in the film. Which I don't know if that is that like a, a tool to make them sympathetic or it must re- be. I can't yeah. think of one Disney movie now without with with uh, parents that stay together. That's a lot of divorce or it, or they're just not there. I mean, uh, Mulan was the only one we had seen two parents that were both there. Yeah. It was a full family unit unit, and so much of the movie though was about making was about the relationship with her father and like making him proud. Um, 
I wonder if too, because all these Bly's movies came out in the '90s, and I feel like divorce was getting hot in the '90s. It is so weird that you actually. That is, I know you're joking. (laughs) I know you're. I know you're joking. Okay, I know you're joking. Um, But it is crazy to think about like what we thought was progressive then. People were doing like a lot of times we look back on these movies and we're like, I can't believe that they didn't get X Y Z right. But from the the context of the culture they were in, like the things that they were doing were at the time progressive, which is so yeah yeah. Like when I watch, you know, the first seat. The first episode, I think it's the first episode of I Love Lucy. Ricky bends her over his knee and spanks her. <laughs> I had loved I Love Lucy. I was like, I can't believe that was in. And I was, it was in college, and I was talking to my like uh, my television media professor. I was like, I can't believe I missed this. And she was like, Still at that time, it was incredibly progressive to have a woman be able to make jokes and and be the center of her own show. Wait, she and spanked kid, him? No, he oh, spanked he, her. Oh, he and I, in my brain, I was so like, I could not. I was I found that so egregious I couldn't get past it mm. and she was like it is very egregious and it was but at that time that's what happened so people didn't see it as egregious wow. and it's so crazy to watch these movies now and be like oh that very well could be like in the 90s conversations about breaking up and split parents and single parents I remember growing up those being like my parents being like how many of your friends are have divorced parents and all mm. these things so right. at the time it very well could have been that it could have been like we're showcasing and feel like people stop staying together you know for religious reasons or whatever it's our parents generation there's just more divorce so uh next question who's the narc (laughs) now we can disagree on this the monkey you're gonna say abu okay is he such a little like he gets mad when he gives her the apple he's like doesn't want to give the kid bread he's the narc. yeah i like him (laughs) <laughs> don't like Abu. I forgot that Abu was an elephant for most of this movie. Oh, that made me sad. That was like, <laughs> I hated that. Because he didn't want to be a monkey. He couldn't even the bananas. Not to fuel the fire of the genie being the bad guy, but the genie's kind of a narc. He does whatever someone else tells him to do. Okay. He right. just follows the rules 100%. I'm going to um I'm going to go uh, I believe Iago is the narc. Huh. Does he, does he tell on? He has narc energy. Um, <laughs> I, maybe I should have clarified that. It doesn't necessarily need to be that they've actually tattled. It's just who has the energy of like, oh, fucking He'd fuck you narc. over. Yeah. Yeah. He'd, he'd yeah. Over, yeah. So. Okay. Like he's dressed up. That. He's dressed up as a um, a flamingo so that he can like steal the lamp and then be like, I got the lamp. Like, <laughs> and he hits so the other parrot. Yeah. Like, flamingo. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next question is how gay is the villain? Now, if you don't feel comfortable answering, I will answer. <laughs> Jafar is very gay. <laughs> Closeted or is he? Yeah. I don't know. I th- I feel that the more I watch these movies, the more I feel like not only is there like always an orf- like an orphan story or like an absentee parent story, the villains are always gay. They're always like have a gay energy to them, which I know I probably should be offended by. I should probably be like, why are you always making the gay community like flamboyant? They're always very flamboyant. They're always very sassy. They're always very everything. I couldn't love it more. I love it. I play villains. villains I am the villain. That's why I'm a villain. Every blueprint I've ever had for a gay person has been a villain. So now I'm a villain. (laughs) They're all, every time we watch them, I'm like, male or female, I'm like, oh, hey, girl. (laughs) I will, Um, yeah, I'll, yeah, he has, he's one, I mean, his wardrobe is immaculate. 
it's <laughs> yeah. great. And then he also has no desire for Jasmine. That is uh, anyway an, a very like beautiful feminine, the um, most gorgeous woman in the room. And yeah. it's not until they're like, you could oh, get is... more money and jewels out of it. And then he was like, hmm, more money and jewels. Interesting. More fashion. Hmm. Yeah. Oh wow. And power hungry. You know, gays like yeah. myself. Power hungry. Um, uh, does it? Is the villain's sidekick an idiot? Yes. The more the more we think about this, the more I'm like, they have idiot tendencies, but they also like sometimes Iago is like, I'm like, somebody should listen to Iago. <laughs> like he, I think, genuinely just like loves Jafar. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't think he's dumb. He's just like blinded he get, by his yeah. he gets treated. He gets treated like an idiot, but he's not an idiot. Yeah. yeah. I'll say that. Absolutely. Is there a magical item that sets the whole story in motion? I mean, yeah, of course. It's the whole story. It's okay, the monkey, right? Yeah. The, the next next question, similar to the narc, we're talking about energy here. Um, in every Disney movie, there's a horse, or somebody who is the horse, who has the energy of the horse. I can't explain it any more than that. So that's all the information I can give you. Who in this movie is the horse? Abba. The carpet. God damn it. <laughs> is that the right an wrong answer? There isn't a wrong answer until John, I guess you give one and then it is wrong. <laughs> For some reason it's like so like no, it can be anything, but then it's like clearly it's the the, the carpet. Um and I don't know what that energy is, but I know the energy when I see it. Speaking of, the next question also about energy, who has the energy of Rosie O'Donnell? <laughs> That's really fun. Genie. Yeah, Genie. <laughs> the Genie is absolutely Rosie. It has Rosie O'Donnell energy. I would say the Genie, or I would say... Uh, the father. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the Genie. I, sometimes I want to say Iagu, but I, then I'm like, maybe that's just because they're both comedians in my brain. But, oh, that's... Yeah, I like But that. yeah, maybe. So either the Genie or Iago. I'm going to go Iago. You can both say the Genie. I'll say I'll switch mine. I'm switching mine because it's the right answer and not the wrong answer. So now I have the wrong answer. Okay. Yeah, no, John. Has yeah, the wrong yeah, I answer. think so. I, I write think my so. own wiki Wikipedia page on all the wrong answers of Disney movies. <laughs> <laughs> I have been told yeah. that these are the wrong answers. Don't make the same mistakes. As me. Yeah, and then the last question is: Does the does the villain's death involve him falling or them falling? Yeah. Yeah. He falls, he falls into the thing. Yeah. Every I don't know why that's like a. Um, is a very similar trope of like oh for them to because we don't want it to be violent they have to fall and then something happens to them right yeah like gaston falls from the tower and then you're like no okay, motherfucker dead and then uh <laughs> ursula she gets stabbed and then she falls down into this there's always like a dramatic falling that lets children know this person is leaving us now does cal does cal die in um in titanic who's cal billy zane's character the great one of the greatest villains of all time I think so. He hits his head on the propeller. I thought he does he steal a kid? Pretty sure an engine blows up and he is shattered into a million pieces. <laughs> there you go. So the theory holds. Always I mean, a... there are songs. <laughs> There's a love story. There's a lot of scary. Uh, I the forgot boat. that the boat there... is the horse in that one. The right, boat is the horse. I would have said we the gotta go back players. ask these questions. I, these questions panic. can be applied to any movie. And then that is it. Thank you both so much for doing this. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, as an adult, do you think it holds up? Do you think it should be reserved for children? Um, mm. Give your final thoughts. One to ten. I really like it still. Yeah, I do too. I know it has its problems, but 
Genie is amazing. Uh, songs are amazing. The animation is uh, spectacular. Stellar. Uh, story is uh, non-existent, but <laughs> when you got animation and songs yeah. like that, who needs it? The songs did it for me. You know, the songs slap. 10 out of 10 songs, story, 6 out of 10, character actors, 7 out of 10. You know, it's a good movie. It's yeah. a great Shot. movie, yeah. It's a good movie. I also give it, I give it an 8 out of 10. I think it, it holds up. It's good yeah. for adults. Uh, one thing I will say, though, is like kids now, when they watch movies from the 90s, they, like, I have a niece. She won't watch things from the 90s because she says they look too old. I I've like, heard that, too, oh, yeah. Damn, I get that. But I just this... miss that hand-drawn animation. Yeah. I think yeah. it looks better. I, I enjoy the aesthetic more than, like, CG Right. Yeah, my favorite thing about it is like you can tell what parts are gonna move because everything else is like done with colored pencil, but the parts that are gonna move are like done with marker. Um, <laughs> and it's so just I remember being a kid being like, okay, I know all that shit is background noise, and I'm just waiting for this magic carpet to move over here. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know they drew they drew everything. That's crazy. Uh, we once when I was in elementary school we had an animator come to our school and do a presentation on how like cartoons are made and stuff and. They, he drew them, I mean, this would have been 93, or no, 95. He drew them hand, frame per frame, drew them. Wow, that's amazing. I don't, I think, I think the reason that the backgrounds look like pencil is I think the background itself is sort of stagnant, and then they're only animating the moving parts. Yeah, they um, have that background, and then they have, like, different sheets of paper that, like, has the last drawing on it, so then they draw. The, oh, yeah. cool. It's crazy. Okay. It's crazy. That between that and like stop animation, like clay stop animation. I when we did the Nightmare Before Christmas, I was like, I could never work on a stop animation film. That seems so tedious. Uh, My buddy did a short, and it was five minutes, and I think it took him like a year <laughs> and a half to do. Oh yeah. crap! He was also learning how to do it at the time, though. So. <laughs> he also took multiple breaks and he he did go on a backpacking trip through for about a year he was gone for about a year and he worked on it for honestly now that i remove all that he worked on it for maybe two hours it was a it was a long weekend (laughs) (laughs) uh thank you both so much for being here um anything you want to shout out or plug we we sometimes do that on the show but all of us one thing we're all commiserating in is nobody's doing anything um um yeah well pennyworth uh which is our improv group has something big in the works yeah i DIF, you heard of it? <laughs> historic show we did at a Detroit Improv Festival. People are still talking about it. That being me and John are still talking about it, <laughs> saying how uh, how bad was that? You can Google the set and watch how bad it was. If you can, talk, you really on YouTube, and we can't take it off. So yeah, I, I would. Yeah, that's what I'd like to plug. If you could look up Pennyworth, uh, Detroit <laughs> Improv. Uh, and just give us validation, because I felt like we did better than the audience. And don't <laughs> don't start from the halfway. Just watch the whole thing. Watch the whole set. Okay. Watch the whole. <laughs> and just know that uh, before we started, John did ask for a specific song <laughs> to be put on, and he did not play it. No, the John, if we can talk about this, if we can talk about this as we're as we are mic'd, and this will live in infamy, uh-huh. you do have an issue with like wanting a song to be perfect before you go on and wanting to come out at the perfect time regardless of how long regardless of how long the audience is sitting in the dark waiting for your ass to hit the stage there have been times we've done pennyworth shows where i'm like are they asleep 
Do they know this is happening? This song has been playing for 15 minutes. It's not about them. It's about me feeling comfortable coming into the light. Well, and I'm just there to support John. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he needs all the support he can get. Cole is um, like in the audience feeling like, hey, hey, guys, it's it's going to be it is going to be another 10 minutes. But don't worry. Like a like a flight attendant on a delayed flight. Like we are going to reach the terminal. But trust me, it's just another 15 minutes. You should see how happy it makes him. I'm so happy back there. And also laugh laugh <laughs> please if you but could if you're not gonna laugh then at least be quiet while the opening song's playing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> most important uh, i used to also like have real like not a hang up but like real like oh i want i want to and then my i had the opposite problem where i would choose songs that made no fucking sense <laughs> to open a show i remember one time we pl- i was insistent i was like we need to play this rupaul's song before we go out because it's going to have great energy and whatever and you could literally hear people in the audience being like what is this <laughs> <I'm> like okay <laughs> hey <laughs> uh, thank you both so much thanks for um, having us yeah, thanks, god bless Disney Adult is brought to you by the Trident Network. If you like us, give us a great review wherever you stream your podcasts. If you didn't like us, keep that shit to yourself while you try to put more negativity out into the universe. (laughs) Love you. Goodbye.